0: Welcome back to another episode of the Maroon Weekly. I'm Jake Zucker, and I'm here with Greg, Pravan, William, and we're excited to tell you about some happenings in Hyde Park from the last week or so. Let's start with Pravan, with a story about a theater that's reopening near
1: campus. Yeah, the Harper Theater on 53rd Street is slated to reopen in a few months after some renovations. UChicago, which owns the theater, finalized a deal with new proprietor Main Street Theaters last November after the retirement of former operator Tony Fox. The cinema closed on November 30th to begin work on quote-unquote luxury renovations such as heated recliners, an improved concessions bar inspired by the 53rd Street food scene, and generally quote, putting our character into the building uh, as quoted by Main Street Theater's executive, Michael Berstow. So far about $500,000 have been spent on the renovations and Main Street has hired the notable LG Group as a construction firm to work on the project the theater has a long history being opened in 1914 as a vaudeville house and getting converted to a movie theater in 1935 some of its historically significant features like its iconic marquee out on 53rd street or on harper avenue to be more precise will be preserved main street executive michael berstow anticipates reopening in about a month and a half just in time for march releases creed 3 and john wick 4. This article was reported by Deirdre Robinson and is available in print on, and on the Southside Weekly website.
0: So has anyone ever been to this theater?
2: Yes, I have. Um, a few months ago, I went to go watch the Emmett Till movie. It was a wonderful movie and a great theater. I saw Doctor Strange there in March or May or
1: whenever it came out uh, in 2022. Uh, great, Great theater experience. I'm excited to see what they have in store for us. Uh, this year.
0: Yeah, me too. It's good when there's, like, local resources in this way. It feels sometimes like there's a lot of things you need to go downtown for, but having Harper Theater right there is an valuable resource for Chicago students.
3: I've personally never been, but heated recliners is something I can get on board with, so
1: (laughs) I'll have to to visit. Yeah, uh, Barso is quoted in the article, is hoping that it, like, brings a new sense of community to Hyde Park that sort of felt was lacking before um, and he's hoping that like, the, the increased renovations, the heated recliners the better food can, can sort of provide that uh, and like you said, not having to go downtown to, um, to watch a movie is, is nice and it's a nice way to complement what Doc Films offers as well Definitely, for me at least those are the two main like, two main places I get my movies when I'm here uh, for, as, as far as theaters are concerned
0: Next, we'll go to Greg with a story on a folk festival near us.
1: Right,
3: so the University of Chicago Folk Festival will return for its 63rd year next month. On February 10th and 11th, the participants will take stage at Mandel Hall. Among the campments' Acts, according to third year in festival co-president Nick Rommel, are the Poe Ramblin' Boys, a bluegrass group that's coming up from Tennessee in a refurbished 1965 General Electric tour bus, and Juan <laughs> Rivera, who Rommel described as the preeminent Mexican fiddler in the Chicago area. The Folklore Society, which organizes the annual festival, is one of the oldest registered student organizations on campus. They hosted the first folk festival in 1961 at the height of the national folk revival. In search of authenticity, Rommel explained, the festival's organizers turned down newfangled singer-songwriters in favor of old-time folk musicians who stuck to traditional tunes such as performers like Muddy Waters and famed mandolinist Bill Monroe. Bob Dylan asked to perform, but was deemed inauthentic and turned down, Rommel said. The (laughs) festival concerts begin at 8 p.m. on Friday, February 10th, and at 7.30 p.m. on Saturday, February 11th. Tickets are $5 for students, $20 for seniors, and $30 for the general public. The lineup can be found at www.ufcfolk.org or the university of chicago folk festival facebook page the story was first reported by deputy arts editor noah glasgow and it's up on the burn's website
0: that's a great story about bob dylan and it's cool that this is a festival that seems to have so much history
2: yeah i look forward to going i've never listened to folk music before so i, I want to try something new
0: it definitely seems like something worth seeing i don't know that i've ever heard the preeminent what was it, Mexican fiddler in the yeah. Chicago area before. Um, <laughs> yeah. It'll be, it'll be, a, sounds like a great time. Next, we'll go to me with a story on a class action lawsuit that's recently been filed by tenants of a, a certain building. So last month, Algonquin Apartments on 50th and Cornell suffered a major power failure during a cold snap, forcing tenants to find other accommodations. And so current and former tenants are filing a lawsuit against their landlord, Mac Properties, for damages that they've incurred. The Chicago Department of Buildings has determined that this power failure was caused by unpermitted electrical work that was done on the building just last summer. MAC installed dozens of electrical heating units, increasing the electrical demand, but they failed to contact their utility company, ComEd, to inform them of the changes so that ComEd could accommodate that increased demand. The complaint filed by tenants alleges that this action from MAC turned the buildings into ticking time bombs. And when disaster struck, tenants suffered the consequences. They had to find somewhere else to stay, some other way to eat. They've been offered up to $250 to cover food losses and other expenses, but residents say that isn't nearly enough to cover the weeks that they've spent out of their homes. In early January, Mac began allowing tenants to return to their homes briefly to pick up their belongings. When resident Shante Sims returned, she found that her doors had been kicked in and her house had been ransacked. There was no security to speak of, she told the Hyde Park Herald. Christmas gifts she had bought for her children had disappeared. About a quarter of residents have terminated their lease or moved to another Mac property since this incident, and all other tenants moved back into their building on January 13th. The first hearing in the suit is scheduled for May 18th. This article was force-reported by Emmeline Posner for the Hyde Park Herald, with Hannah Ferris and Aaron Gettinger contributing. You can find it on the Hyde Park Herald's website for more coverage of this and other local issues. I don't know what everyone else's plans are, but I think that I'm going to be living at a MAC property next year up on 51st in Greenwood. I'm looking forward to it. like It's a great property. But you do hear conflicting things about MAC's responsiveness to issues that come up. Um, and I, I do have some concerns about anything. You know, if it's all smooth sailing, if, if there are no major issues with anything in the building, which I don't expect there to be, given that this is a newly renovated unit, um, then it should be all fine. But you do want to have a landlord who you can rely on in some way.
3: Yeah, I mean, three weeks without water, electricity, or heat, that's a lot, especially in December. Um, I can oh. imagine going without that for more than a day. I know Mac has have, um, Max P East is having an outage for six hours, <laughs> we have to plan around that, but, um,
0: you know, that long without... Um, yeah, I mean, they weren't in the building the whole time. Right. Um, the Department of Buildings actually forced an emergency evacuation because the conditions were just unlivable. Um, when they were doing that, they found one resident huddled in her, um, in her room on Christmas Eve with a winter coat and gloves on, which is really not a way you should ever be feeling in the comfort of your home. I just hope that the tenants have the issue resolved and that they find themselves um and that they find some restitution for the harm that's been done to them next we're going to will with a story on a new scholarship
2: yeah two third-year students in the college promising Gidway and daenerys peralta have won the voyager scholarship created by the obamas and airbnb ceo brian chesky uh, the scholarship is uh, meant to shape leaders of public service in an increasingly globalized world Among other benefits, recipients are provided up to $25,000 in financial aid for each of their last two undergraduate years, a $10,000 stipend towards a summer voyage, and a $20,000 10-year travel stipend. Promise, who is majoring in human rights and is on the pre-med track, has always been passionate about pursuing a health-related career in public service, more specifically focused on increasing the affordability and accessibility of medical services to disadvantaged populations. Daenerys, who is majoring in global studies and human rights with a minor in Arabic, calls herself a born voyager. Peralta is eager about the chance to further her passion for public service, specifically in immigration, by building an experience that can be suited to her specific interests. For more on these two incredible stories, please head to the Maroons website or print edition and look for two third years awarded up to $50,000 to the Obama-sponsored Voyager scholarship for public service by Nina Praslottaman.
0: It's it's great to see more opportunities for hardworking students, uh, and it's great to see that the travel is being supported in this way.
2: It's amazing to see how these two students, um, Promise and Daenerys, are using their abilities and their skills uh, to help the world. Um, Promise, uh, if you are able to head over to the article, um, is also the um, child of of refugees, um, and I was actually born in a refugee camp in Kenya. Um, So it is incredible to see such a great success story here, Um, and I wish both of them the best um, as they embark on on their voyages, and uh, I look forward to seeing what comes out of them.
0: As do I. That's our episode. It's been great to be here. Once again, I'm Jake.
3: I'm Greg. I'm William.
0: And Prophet had to leave us early. Um, but that's him. <laughs> we'll see you again next week.